0: welcome to the broadcast i am your host today and keys to your best life with my brother in christ uh, Ryan Roy. And I absolutely love this guy. Uh, when I first started broadcasting, I connected with him and we have remained friends over the years. But he's doing some moving and some shaking in the world of fatherhood. And this is Ju- June, which is Father's Day month. And I really did not want to wait till later in the month to do this broadcast. Because I really think that we need to celebrate these dads all month long. And so I've got Ryan on here today. And we're going to chat about the FBI dads so you can find out more about that and also give you some keys of how you can be involved as a father. Ryan, welcome to the broadcast.
1: Thank you so much, Maggie, for having me. It's always a pleasure uh, seeing you once again, getting chatting here before the show, and I'm so excited to be here to talk about Father's Day and, more importantly, the father's role in our children's lives.
0: Amen, amen. Now, you you have been involved, heavily involved with your uh, children, and it makes me just so... Growing up without a dad, and I know that you also went through that as well, it just warms my heart to know that there's someone who is so passionate about imparting into their kids. I mean, you know, really, really get like 18 years to do that. So tell the audience, so if they haven't seen their previous broadcast I have with you, uh, going real deep into the testimony, just give them a little overview so they know why this is so important to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, for those of you who haven't heard my story before, it's uh, yeah, I always say it like this: I was abandoned by my father at age five, um, and you know, having that experience growing up without getting into the, the to the long details, I really didn't want to be a father myself. Uh, I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what a good father looked like. I didn't want to damage somebody. And it it wasn't that I didn't think I'd be a good father. I think I didn't know how to be in a healthy relationship because my parents had divorced and there was challenges there. I didn't know how to mimic a healthy relationship. And I had been in and out of some unhealthy relationships uh, until I met my wife. Uh, I'll, I'll give this part of the story. Uh, As we were falling in love, she shared with me if I wanted to have kids. She goes, do you want to have kids? And then like any smart man, I said, well, do you want to have kids? Uh, Because I knew it was my greatest fear. I knew it was my greatest fear. And if I answered this the wrong way, maybe she walks, right? So let me see what her answer is. She shared with me that she had been told by the doctors that she had less than a 5% chance of ever having children. I felt like I hit the lottery. Like the woman I'm falling in love with doesn't have to allow allow me to face my greatest fear, so I asked her to marry me. Not too long after that, we eloped. We went and got married. Uh, six weeks later, you're a funny god you are. We were pregnant, <laughs> <laughs> and Christian was born. When Christian, when we found out that Christian was, uh, uh, we we're pregnant, scared but excited at the same time because I knew I was with the right person. And I remember making a vow to myself that I was going to be the complete opposite of my own father. He was absent, that I was going to be fully present. So dove into this thing called parenthood, uh, read every book, spent a tremendous amount of time with Christian in the first five years of life. And we're about to send him off to school. And here we go. We get into the school and The PTA is talking to my my wife and and everybody's the teachers are talking to my wife and everybody's talking. We're at this PTA table where she was trying to get information. And uh, one of the PTA moms says, hey, dad, we have a dad's group here. Would you like to sign up for the email list? Long story short, I signed up. I was super excited. There was a space for me, uh, five, six, seven. It felt like an eternity of weeks went by before I ever got an email. But when I did, I was ready to show up to the meeting. When I did, uh, it was me and the guy who had sent the email. And I said, where are all the dads? There's a dads group here. He says, you know what? The dads just don't want to get involved. And at the time, it was called Davis Dads. And I said, I knew in my heart of hearts, Maggie, that that was false because I was a dad and I wanted to be involved. And I knew I felt this way. I wasn't the only one on the planet. So I decided shortly after that to take over the FBI Dads program, which turned into Shane and myself, the two guys, into well over 400 involved fathers at the school.
0: I love it. I love it because just one person recognizing the need can make a change, and it's a go- it's very strong in the Georgia area, and uh, it's something that you guys definitely need to look into because chapters can be started all over the place. And I'm gonna put the uh, link up here, and I make sure that I'll put it in the show notes as well. And if you are watching or listening to this rather than watching this, it is FBIDads.com. Yes. And so, Ryan, how to tell people how they get involved with that?
1: mm <sighs> So Dads.com and FBI stands for Fathers Being Involved, right? And it's a program that I started at the school. We got a lot of accolades and I have now created a program that any school, anywhere, if they go to Dads.com, if you're a school or a church entity or anything of that, you could buy the program, right? And it is mapped out for you step by step, how to market it, what to say, how to run the organization, how to do everything uh, so that you can, it, it's a cookie cutter. It's almost like a franchise, right? We're, we're giving you all the tools, all the challenges that I faced building this, uh, you don't have that learning curve. Uh, I had my first FBI Dads event. There were six dads who showed up. Uh, we literally just put this in, in a school at the end of last year. Uh, they followed the program. They had 200 dads at their first program. What? That's Why? amazing. Because the system works. So if you're interested in getting an organization of dads, and we don't ask anything of the dads. We literally ask them to show up and having an, uh, a, a learning, interactive exchange with their kids in the morning where they're empowering their kids or kids are empowering them. They have breakfast, a donuts. A couple times a year we ask, and it depends on the school, what the school needs are, but right, right at some of these local schools, uh, we have cleanup days where the dads come and help clean up the campus. Dads love using their power tools. You'd be amazed how many dads come with pickup <laughs> trucks with every tool that could fit in the back and say, how do I use my tools here? This is a big yard. (laughs) Um, uh, and and then the one thing and kind of the staple of the one thing that was strong when I got involved with the dad's program, uh, we have the dads read to every single classroom multiple times Mm -hmm. a year. So after the event, we have the dads sign up, uh, to read to a classroom, not necessarily their kid's classroom, but a classroom. And I really got an interesting perspective from the assistant principal just two or three weeks ago. She goes, you know what I love about your program? And I'm all ears, right? I want to hear, um. and because and I've been doing it for five years, it's so interesting to hear the perspectives. She said, you know, there are kids because of your program that for the very first time they are read to by a man. Wow. And I thought back to my own childhood and, you know, I was raised by a single mom. I don't think a man ever read to me as a child. And I had never thought of it that way. So I was glad for her perspective of not only are men coming into the school and the sticks, statistics prove that when men, and we're talking a firefighter or a police officer, a male role model as a teacher or a counselor, when those men are involved in, in the kids' lives, like confidence is boosted and self-esteem is boosted. And when self-esteem is boosted, what happens? The kids perform better in the classroom. Test scores go up. We have a chance in the next generation. Um, But when 200 dads show up multiple times a year and and, and children get to see 200 positive male role models multiple times a year and pouring into them, I, I only, the man upstairs knows the impact that is being made. And I'm just glad that he allows me to be a facilitator of it.
0: Wow. When you got called into this, Ryan, I I was so excited because I know how passionate you are and what a great father you are. So what a, you know, I, I knew that when God was in the mix, I totally felt like that, you know, when you told me what you were doing, I was like, oh man, because we are to become close to our father. And because I was a child that grew up without a father, I had a real hang up about connecting with God, the father, you know, because I I was okay with calling him Jesus and I was okay with the Holy Spirit. But, you know, God, the father, I mean, come on, my father abandoned me, you know, and so that type of thing. And I think there's a lot of people that have a hard time connecting. So I will add to the statement that this teacher made about a child being read to for the first time. I will add to that and say a child is being impacted by a father role, which will help them later in life, if not sooner, to connect with Father God on another level. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just it's so needed. And when we look at the stats, and we don't have time to go into them, but I, and I know you've got them as well. And we look at the stats of the kids in prison. Uh, the girls that get pregnant out of wedlock, uh, the drug abuse. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, My husband pointed out to me recently that multiple of these um, mass shootings that we see are kids that came from broken homes with no father in their life. And so we know that having a father role impacts things on a whole different level. But have you seen that a lot with the? Can you see like if you walk in a classroom, can you pretty much, see which kids know, which kids have fathers in the home and which ones don't by their behavior. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Uh, More importantly, the thing that stands out for me uh, are the kids who uh, don't need my attention Mm. because I know they're getting it at home from their own fathers or their own parents. So the ones who are like, Oh, then it's just another guy in the classroom. It's the ones who literally seek and are like, Oh my gosh, he's here. The FBI dad is here. Oh, (laughs) And can I touch you? Can I high five you? Like, oh, my gosh, you knew my name. Those are the kids that are just craving attention and you know that they're not getting it at home. And, and and again, the opposite of that is the ones who are sitting in the corner and I know their dad because, you know, he's super involved. And I know, you know, we've had conversations and they don't know that I have conversations with their dads. Right. Because I, I know a lot of dads, <laughs> um, but I know the dads who show up. I know their kids. And the ones who just paid no attention to me because I'm just another person, not someone they're seeking approval from. Yeah. Or the, the, those are the ones that more so stand out to me because I'm like, ooh, that guy is doing something right.
0: Amen. I love that. I absolutely love everything you're doing. And again, make sure that you follow Ryan to keep up with all of the FBI dad stuff. And there is a full, like he said, a full system that's already in place. And so if you've been thinking and praying and asking God, what can I do as a father in my community to bring unity with my relationship with my son or daughter? And how can I impact the uh, culture in the school be involved, and that's what Fathers Being Involved stands for FBI. Great acronym! Tell me how you came up with that.
1: Um, so it's not mine. It's it's kind of a funny story because FBI Dads was actually at the school for ten years before I got there. Okay. My my literal neighbor that lives right next door to me is the dad who started it all those years ago. Wow! And uh, so his kids are off to college now. Um, and the only reason I knew that's because the counselor, she goes, you're doing such a great job with this. You should meet Steve Fuller. I said, Steve Fuller. I think Steve Fuller is my neighbor. <laughs> and she's like, no way. And I was like, yes, way. So I actually invited Steve to an event a couple years ago. And I said, look what you started. Uh, so he called it FBI dads. They changed the name at one point to honor somebody who had taken it over and passed away. Um, I think the name change didn't help because then dad's I was talking about consistency. We got to be consistent. But anyway, he came with FBI dad's father's being involved. He worked out some of the early kinks. And I just really built on something that, uh, uh, you know, and just made it better. I am not a very inventive person. I'm a doer. I get a lot of things done and I can see where things need improvement and I can do those things. But I'm not the most creative guy to start something from scratch. (laughs)
0: Well, I don't know, Ryan. You've done a great job with this. And I know that, you know, Ryan is also, if you guys do not personally know him, he's an accountability coach and a very good accountability coach. So don't let him fool you. He knows more than he's letting on here. So, (laughs) but I, I appreciate that. So, you know, Ryan, here we are in the month of June and, you know, it can be a tough month for a lot of people, especially for kids that don't have a dad or dads that are estranged from their kids for various reasons. Uh, if there is a father watching this, and maybe they've made some really bad life choices, and uh, they're they're coming back to where they're becoming healthy, okay? Uh, and they want to be involved with their kids. But I think a lot of times fear and guilt and shame stop them from making that step. What can dads do to reconnect with their kids if they've been estranged from them?
1: Oof. As you were I, asking the question. I
0: didn't, didn't prepare you for that at all. I just say, come up in my spirit. I know they're out there.
1: <laughs> well, I know you asked the right question because as you were asking, I started getting emotional. Yeah. Um, because quite frankly, and, and maybe you have this experience yourself, Maggie, but my father's still alive. I've never had a relationship with him. And I uh, say to people, I still long for the day that he'll pick up the phone
0: mm-hmm. and say
1: he wants to have a relationship with me. And he's 83 years old. Wow. So here's someone who's super passionate about his own relationship with his own kids. Here's somebody who is, you know, I'm 46 years old. I'm established. I have my life. I've done pretty well for myself. Uh, And I still long for a connection with my father who basically abandoned me and told me at age 33 that he doesn't want to be in my life. But yet I still long for a connection. So dad's out there. Your kids may be upset. See, I've done the work. So I would welcome him with open arms, just like our Heavenly Father welcomes us with open arms. Every time we make a mistake and every time we fall short of, of, of what you know he wants for our life, every time we go astray, he welcomes us with open arms. It's called agape love. It's called unconditional love. It is called the perfect love from our Heavenly Father. And I believe that we all desire that from our parents Sometimes our parents fall short of our expectations, right? And they fall short of their own expectations. So, dad, if you want a connection with your child, your child wants a connection. There may be some time to mend it, right? It wasn't broken overnight. It's been some years, maybe some months, maybe some weeks. Maybe just yesterday you had a tough conversation and you don't want to call them today. Call them. Tell -hmm. them you're sorry. Tell them you love them. Tell them that you want to fix it because we all desire connection with other people. Most importantly, with our parents, but biblically, most importantly here on earth with our father. Yeah.
0: Wow, yeah, that's very well, and I didn't realize the Lord would lead me in that direction, but Ryan and I was in the green room before we started this interview, and we were watching a clip of uh, Michael Jr., who is a comedian. I absolutely love the guy. Uh, he just recently did a movie called Selfie Dad, and uh, have you seen that, Ryan? I you haven't. To check it it out. Oh my gosh, it check it out. It's, it's, uh, it was on Pure Flix, it's on Pure Flix, and it's on Amazon Prime, but anyway, I'm a huge Michael Jr. fan. He's funny. I like funny comedy, clean comedy, but but uh, he, we just watched a little video clip where he was in the opera, or in the uh, delivery room with the birth of his youngest child. And he did not catch it at that moment, what was really taking place. But as he was going back through some footage that he shot, uh, he seen this and he was like, whoa. And what happened is, and I'll just describe it for time's sake. I don't want to show the video. But he was talking. The baby was crying. And his voice calmed the baby. And he said, it's okay. I am here. And the baby stopped crying. And so the nurse started preparing the baby. And a few minutes later, the baby started crying again. And he said, it's okay. Daddy's here. And then he said, I love you. And when he said, I love you, this baby opened her eyes. And she calmed down as soon as he said, I am here. So no one can tell me Okay, Uh, that at any age that we are not created to be in community with our family, but the enemy has done a jacked up job. I mean, just going after the family unit and trying to emasculate men, trying to get them off of their post, trying to get them to get caught up in destructive life patterns, to be absent for whatever reason okay uh whether it's fear of not being able to be a good father or if it's selfishness or whether or not it's substance abuse there are multiple reasons why a dad might not be in the life of a child and if you are a mom and you are keeping a dad from being in in a child's life you need to stop and check yourself girl because the reality is is that they need to know their father the good the bad the ugly but our father god is all about reconciliation and if it is possible OK, and I'm not talking about abusive situations. OK, that's a different category. If it's not safe, emotionally and healthy, that's one thing. But for those that are strained, I don't know why I'm so I, someone obviously needs to hear this. You need to allow that to take place because it brings healing. I remember being in the fourth grade and my dad coming to town mm-hmm. and I was so nervous to meet him. I hadn't seen him since I was a baby and I was I would, actually I was you know a newborn. I don't even remember the encounter, but I know that he was there because there was a that he was there. Uh, And so, and I know how impactful it was for me at the fourth grade. And like you said, I was angry. I was, you know, very, you know, like, where have you been kind of thing. So if your child is working through that, let them work through that, but know that you need to be involved. And I'll get off of my little tangent there. Don't know who it's for, but take it, take it, chew it, chew it up, spit out the bones, whatever. If it's for you, Okay, so Ryan, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, hey, I get hey. a little passionate, but we, anyway, with that being said, so I know I've asked you to bring a couple keys for how dads can get connected. So, Ryan, what are some of the keys that you feel like are important ingredients for the mix in a relationship with a father and a child?
1: So I'll go back to the, the you know, and we talked about this a little bit is society has created a a, a barrier, if you would, with dads and, and what it is their role is right Dad is supposed to be the provider right people kind of know that and, and I think dads uh, take on that role like hey I'm going to provide for my family, and, and they don't necessarily understand the impact that the time is, I always say this, how do kids spell love, and it's T. I. M. E. Right.
0: Amen. Yeah. But
1: they, they they just want our time. So what does that look like for you? And and I've worked with a number of men over the years uh, that I've coached, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm about to be a new dad, or hey, I find myself becoming my father. I come home after work, I sit down, I'm exhausted, and and I have this one year old, and I don't know what to do. And I said, well, what are you passionate about? What were the things that you were excited about as a kid? I like, well, I, I DJed. I love I love music. How, how And then I start asking questions. I have. I, How many, how much music do you have? 183,000 songs. (laughs) Okay, you're passionate. When was the last time you pulled out your turntables? Uh, Years. Do you still have them? Yeah. Pull them out and watch yourself enjoy the music. And watch your one-year-old who you're stating doesn't have a smile on her face because she never sees dad smile. Maybe she doesn't see mom smile. Or in your presence, she doesn't smile. But watch what happens when you start turning tables. What kind of music do I play? Whatever make whatever brings you joy. And it's clean, right? I mean, right, right.
0: Absolutely. Whatever
1: brings you joy, but she's gonna start seeing the joy and she's gonna start bopping around. You know, he did that. That dad did that. You know, his daughter is now seven. He also liked to skateboard. For those of who don't know, skateboarding is a new Olympic sport. You know, she vows to be the first female Olympic skateboarder because she has taken dad's passion because dad now is very involved with this little girl's life. She loves music. She's a very happy little girl because dad started doing the things that he enjoyed with her. He included her. So that's at a very young age. You know, as they get a little bit older, you're going to introduce them to a lot of things, maybe things you're interested in. If it's a dad who likes to fix cars, right? Maybe your kids are in the garage with you. But at some point around 10, 11, which is the stage I'm in, my son's starting to figure out the things that he enjoys doing. And guess what I'm doing? I'm taking an interest. You're going to laugh about this because I was just in the refrigerator. I just asked him. He's home for summer and we have some pickles. I'm the only one in the house who likes pickles. But my son wanted to do a science experiment and make pickles. So there's a cool little emblem. I don't know what the name of the pickles are, but I'm the guinea pig because I'm the only one in the house who likes pickles. But guess what? We did a project together and he was like, I want to make something. Dad, you like pickles. I want to make them with you. These have been in the fridge for about two months, Uh, about a month ago. They were today. I just tried another one. They were excellent. He's taken an interest in something. I say, let's do it. As you go along, you're going to first it's and I'll say to this early kids read to those kids. And you'll say, what do you read? And I'll honestly say on my second son, I read every day the Bible to my son. Why would you read the Bible? Well, one, I wanted to get my Bible reading in. I had a lot of extra time and downtime because he was either sleeping or changing or eating or pooping or all that stuff that babies do. Uh, But more importantly, he gets to hear my voice at a regular tone. Not, hey, buddy, what's going on? Or stop crying. You know, whatever it is. You, you want to read to your kids. You're going to get comfortable just talking to your kids, and they're going to hear the tone of your voice more and more and more the more you read to them. So it depends on the stage, but just give them your time. And I'll say this. If you don't give them your time, dads, somebody will. And you know what? Maggie had just mentioned teenage pregnancy. I tell you, the dads who go to the daddy-daughter dance – and bring their girls out on dates. Those girls know what a date looks like. It's not a drive-through in a back seat. Right? They have a higher standard because dad was involved and showed them what a date looks like, a respectful one. So, I don't know why I went down that path, but it, like I think some men need to hear it. And I think those those men who have boys, you, you need to teach them how to respect women by treating their mother like the beautiful, amazing woman that she is, regardless of your, because there's a lot of divorces, right? Well, she did this. It doesn't matter to, to, to your little boy. She's amazing. Right. So you need to treat her that way, regardless of what happened in the relationship. And imagine that if you start treating her a certain way, because you can only control yourself, dad, stop blaming her for anything. You know, she may just change her tune with you because you're starting to treat her with a little bit more respect, regardless of what happened, whether it was your fault, her fault, or both parties involved. Treat her with the utmost respect.
0: Amen. Wow. Ryan asked you to bring some keys, and those are incredible keys. And I was trying to type quickly into the chat stream, but I just want to reiterate what he said. So the first thing that really jumped out at me, I think, was your third point. And obviously, these aren't in any specific orders. He was talking about reading your Bible to your kids. and, And as they grow, you know, that will become a lifelong love for the Word of God. You know, praying with your kids, that is so incredibly valuable. It grows us spiritually, connecting with them and teaching them and training them the way they should but it also gives them a, a discipline, a spiritual discipline. And I love that you mentioned taking girls on a date. It is incredibly important that they understand the importance of respect and honor uh, because they if they learned it from their father, and some guy shows up and and does not respect and honor, them. they're gonna recognize that, okay? Mm -hmm. And also giving them your time is so incredibly important and engaging in their interests and doing the things that you love along with it. Wow, these are powerful, powerful, powerful. I just wanted to reiterate those, why? Because whenever I speak it, it goes into my ear gates. Now I am not a dad, obviously, but I talk to a lot of dads and I think those are great keys. With it being the month of June on Father's Day, I really want you guys to take a look in the mirror and say, okay, I've got a limited amount of time to impart on my child while they're young. Reminds me of that old song, and I might be dating myself here. You may be too young to remember, but the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. I know. And so it's true. Uh, It happens so quick. So do not waste a moment. Listen, there's only so many hours in the day and so many days in the year and so many years in a lifetime, and you've got a, a, a wonderful time to spend and impart to your kid, but even your adult sons and daughters need to know that they're loved. We all desire to be loved. That's why Father God put that thing in us. And so what Ryan's doing is incredibly important. Now, if you're just logging in on the broadcast, this is incredibly important broadcast. I want to point out again, dadscom is a place where you can go and you can learn a system that you can implement in your kid's school. Mm-hmm. That's right. No matter where you live, there is a structure and a system put in place by Ryan where you can become involved. And so, wow, Ryan, we could go on for hours about this topic. Such a wonderful time I always have with you and I appreciate you being back on the broadcast. Is there any final words you'd like to leave for the audience?
1: I will because it's these thoughts. So FBI dads.com and fathers being involved, the program that goes into the schools. I think sometimes dads start thinking, Hey, I don't have time. The program is, is meant for it to be implemented by the school with a team of people. You don't have to be the one who does all the work. You could introduce it to the school. You could introduce it to the PTA, the PTO, the foundation, whoever has a, a, a group of people who could really implement this thing. I, we literally just cooked hot dogs for the, the, the teachers last week at the end of the school year uh, as the FBI dads, hot dogs. And we did ribs and it's the end of the year, you know, go into your summer vacation and, and enjoy it. And I invited some of the younger dads, right? Some of the kindergarten and first grade dads, because quite frankly, my son's going into middle school at this school and I have somebody <laughs> replacing me. However, Right. He needs a team of people just like I had a team of people. And the dads were like, wow, this is great. But I don't have a truck for a grill. My school has a grill like literally. Well, who does the shopping? The secretary orders it. A teacher picks it up. We literally do what dads do best. We grill. Dads don't overcomplicate it. So don't think (laughs) we need to do all the work. There are systems in place where you get to show up and start something. And be a mass movement in the school of positively impacting children through the lives of positive male role models because you introduce FBI dads to the school.
0: I love it. I love what you're doing, Ryan. I love your heart for it. And I love to watch how God has just transformed your life over the years. When I first met Ryan, he was not a believer. And uh, now he has fallen in love with Jesus. He has an amazing family. And he's fallen in love with imparting to other men the importance of having that connectivity with your child. So reach out to Ryan. Follow him on all the social media platforms. He's out there. Uh, Ryan, you have a YouTube channel, don't you?
1: I do. It's uh, FBI Dads. It's 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 uh, see I'm bad at these things I know how to upload them I always forget where they're at I will send you a link in my tra- yes yeah, send
0: me a link and I'll put it in the comments but also you did a podcast that I don't know jack about parenting right That's is that true. still going on uh,
1: I I don't have any new episodes I stopped at three hundred uh, it was a lot of work uh, but it it was uh, for me it was more of a personal journey to document a lot of the things that I did with my kids good bad and the ugly. Uh, And I have gotten some amazing feedback that it has helped so many dads and things. So those episodes are still out there, right? Because it's evergreen and and, and they live out there. Uh, So you can find them on any major podcasting platform, iTunes, Podbean, uh, any of them, Spotify. Uh, And it's I don't know jack about parenting. Why? Because no matter how much I learn, how much I grow, they continue to grow and change. And I have to adapt. And every day I raise my hand saying, I don't know, Jack, about
0: parenting. <laughs> I absolutely loved the title of that. It was just so intriguing. So that is out there for your viewing. And if you're looking for an accountability coach, Ryan's your guy. I know Ryan personally, and I trust him. And so you can check him out as well. So, Ryan, I appreciate you taking out the time. Happy Father's Day to you. You're doing a good job, Thank you brother. So much.
1: Um, I, I, I always find it interesting. I never thought of this until I became a dad because my wife, everybody knows what Mother's Day is, right? It's May, beginning of May, mid-May, um, because we're doing school projects and things of that nature, Maggie. But I I think those of us who grew up without fathers, I think strategically, I don't know, uh, it's not during the school year because so many fathers are absent. So I didn't know. I remember my wife like that first or that second Father's Day. and She's like, Father's Day is around the corner. I was like, what's that? When is that? Like, because I didn't have to do a school project or anything. So now I absolutely love it. Right. Because I get to uh, I get a lot of this anyway, uh, dedicated time with my boys. Uh, But obviously, Father's Day, they always make it special and, and by buying me a grill so I can, you know, Cook dinner for the family, or, or you know, just, you know, sending me to a movie I don't want to go to. <laughs> but no if matter you what, are you are be
0: getting
1: ugly ties. I, I, ugly ties, right? It's interesting <laughs> because the Father's Day gifts. If you were really Google Father's Day gifts, it's like golf balls, cigars, bourbon, and I'm like, is this all men do? Is is, is, is and, and or, or a horrible T-shirt? And and I really wish that men. We're involved more that the gifts got a little bit better. It's it's really interesting dynamic, but I'll digress because that's just my vent around like how uninvolved that that we are. Maybe men are just so simple like we don't need anything. For me, I just need my boys on Father's Day.
0: Amen. Amen. That's very precious. Beautiful to watch. Thank you guys for watching. And we'll see you here next time on Case to Your Best Life. Make sure you check out FBI Dad. And happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there and spiritual fathers who have stepped in to impart to the younger generation uh, and the older generation with spiritual truths and been a father in the natural where an absent father has been and stepfathers and surrogate father, all the other types of fathers out there. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Ryan.
1: Thank you you